0: What is up, everybody? Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode 30-something Something. of Flip the Record. Uh, so we, we lied to you at some point in the last couple of weeks because <laughs> we said we were going to be having Three Days Grace come out. Then we put in a Blink album review due to kind of time constraints. And now I would like to propose that we put this episode... Well, I don't know where you are in terms of editing Three Days Grace, but...
1: I still need to edit the Blink so I can get the clips ready. And then three days grace part one, and then this.
0: What I'm saying is, if you haven't even started three days grace, I would like to propose we just put this out next week.
1: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah,
0: it makes more sense. I'm
1: totally
0: cool with that. So this will be like episode 33. <laughs> no, this will. Oh yeah, you're right. 33, I think. Yeah, 33 yeah, or 34. I think you're right. But anyways, and then three days grace for two weeks after that. So anyways, that that's what's going on with us. But um, today, back to part two of Zach Bryan. So. I guess last time we covered Elizabeth, Deanne, and American Heartbreak. Today, we got a few more projects coming at you. And we're kind of out of chronological order here, too, because we wanted to split it up uh, kind of 50-50 in terms of songs. Uh, So we're a little bit out of chronological order, but not that bad. But uh, before we get into Zach Bryan today, Joey, what's going on, man? I know you're just getting back from vacation and hanging out, feeling good, everything good?
1: Yeah, just busy as hell. It's uh, Halloween today, so... I thought it would be fun to dress up, and I was like, if
0: this comes out in, like, four weeks, like, that would look so stupid. But I, I, have a, I have a hot take about Halloween I'd like to present that I think. I don't think anybody should disagree with this take. Halloween should be on October 15th. It's fuck. Okay, let me preface this by saying exactly what you mentioned right before we got it down here today. On October 31st in Metro Detroit, Michigan, it's snowing. Today's the first day of snow. Now it's it's barely snowing, but it's snowing, which means it's cold as balls. Two weeks ago, it was like 60s, 70s, even a week ago, even a week ago, dude, even earlier. I think I want to say, yeah, yeah, like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, Plus, the, the way the holiday seasons have been going, Christmas season started about a month ago anyways. So it's not like you're impinging on on the Halloween season um and and it sucks when you have this costume like a a cool costume when you're a kid you know and your mom and dad are like oh but make sure you put on your jacket over top of it (laughs) that sucks when it's 35 and snowing and you got to put a jacket on over your cool dracula costume october 15th halloween thoughts i actually kind of like it i don't really i don't really have any debate yeah i don't think there is there there's no logical debate for it um Or 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 I'll hear this argument, too, because somebody else said this the other day and I thought this was interesting. Just make it the they said the last Friday of October, but I would I guess that would make it the second October Friday of October Um, because Halloween should also be on a a Friday.
1: Mm. I like like
0: that. It's bullshit when Halloween's on like a Tuesday night like tonight.
1: Yeah, it does kind of throw the schedule off, especially now that we're older and like working. And I mean, yeah, like I don't care, man. Like, well, yeah, but.
0: I don't know. I, I like having yeah, it on a Friday. That'd be cool. Halloween on a Friday in the middle of October would rock yeah. as opposed to what we're doing right now on a Tuesday night. Absolutely. Uh, Anyways.
1: Do you have time for a quick Halloween story? Yeah, go for it. I think I told this on bingo, but I think I'll tell it again. Tell it again. And if we're recording it this time next year, I'll, I'll tell it next year, too. Fuck them. But do you want to guess the last time I went trick-or-treating is? uh you might know again if you remember you can just say it
0: no i don't remember
1: um in college
0: what (laughs) yeah
1: so growing up there's like two or three years in a row where i was sick so i missed trick-or-treating like junior high into maybe even like into like high school like early high school so after that after that i just vowed to get revenge on (laughs) myself in the past (laughs) (laughs) by going trick-or-treating as like all throughout high school i might have missed uh, maybe I didn't go senior year, but I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, I was tall in high school, right? So I, w- I would get people being like, oh, I should be giving you a beer. And, and, and my hair was thinning. So yeah, it was yeah. Like, people were like, oh, you're too old to be trick-or-treating, all that shit. And I be like, oh, whatever. Give me the candy. Screw you, old man. Trick-or-treat. Yeah. I'm getting 10 pounds of candy. Today. I brought two pillowcases. I'm make, <laughs> making up for lost time, man. This is going to last me till December. And uh, yeah, so I went throughout high school pretty much. And then in college, sophomore year... <laughs> It might have even been junior year. Sophomore, junior year, I was I went on a couple of dates with this girl, and for Halloween I was like, "Oh, like, you, you doing anything? You want to go to a party or something?" And yeah, and yeah, she's like,
0: "No, like, me and my friends are gonna go trick or treating." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> He's 19, 20 years old. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and at this point I'm bald, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So. so, so I was like, are you serious? Like, you guys are going trick or treating? Like, yeah, we're just going to wear a mask and uh, it'll be fun. Jesus. So I thought about for a second. I was like, ah, I don't know if I should be doing this. But then, then I was like, oh, this is like a last hurrah. <laughs> the last, you know, the last shebang. Like, I'll do this and then retire until I have kids. So I put on a mask and we went out. And by the second house, I was like disgusted with myself and wanted oh, to leave.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Like the shame was kicking in.
0: Truly despicable acts there.
1: And we don't go out for long because I, I think I after like a half an hour, I was like I, I don't f this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm like running over
0: like kids like half my size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be hilarious! Like you're dragging like the girl along in like one of those RC wagons or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did did nobody clown you in junior senior year of high school for going trick or treating?
1: No. So. I, I went with I went with Jake.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so th- actually this is good too. I, w- I went with Jake junior senior year and we were super lazy about the costumes. So we put on like our black like football hoodies from, sure. from the football team. Black sweatpants and like a black hat. And we wrote burglar on our faces <laughs> in the in Sharpie. But we wrote it in the mirror, so I wrote it on backwards. <laughs> This just the worst <laughs> costume ever. <laughs>
0: so, oh, there's got to be a great picture of this somewhere.
1: Oh, I don't think there is. It would be funny, though. But That's what a
0: shame. Yeah, a am, shame. Am I,
1: I'm very, I have a very checkered past with Halloween. I don't,
0: yeah, I think I would have got absolutely fucking clowned if I told my friends, hey, I'm going trick-or-treating tonight in, like, 11th grade. Not a chance, but hey. When, hey you know what though i don't think i ever missed halloween though i can't think of a, any year i missed halloween so dude it was,
1: i'm telling you it was back-to-back years it might have even been three in a row
0: Did you always stay in your neighborhood or do you like travel around or Either mine or jake's yeah yeah, yeah. all righty well i don't got anything else about halloween unless you got anything let's get into zach Bryan today huh no let's get
1: into zach Bryan. do you want to start with i think this makes sense chronologically summertime blues
0: yeah something like that did you do quiet heavy dreams too oh
1: bro that might not be on spotify
0: yeah. well anyways um what what year 2020 i think uh give me one second if not i'll just kind of touch on it and uh mention a few tracks because there's some stuff on there that i liked but it's oh only,
1: i do see it now
0: it's only six tracks
1: yeah I, I, I don't have this
0: Alrighty. No worries. Um, let me touch on it quickly then. Um, so 2020 EP, Quiet Heavy Dreams. Um, this is, again, this is more similar to American Heartbreak. You got the f- – all the music we're going to talk about today is full band music now. You're going to hear a lot of songs, with harmonica, uh, piano, fiddle. Some fiddle. And then, a lo- you know, the you're going to get a classic acoustic and drums in almost every song.
1: There's even a couple songs with some electric guitar licks.
0: Yeah, man. I'm going to touch on some of those because I was truly shocked in, in some of these moments that you get that. Uh, yeah. And that's not so much about this EP in particular. Um, like I said, this EP in particular, there's it's it's mostly kind of what you're gonna normally get from Zach Bryan. It's mid low level um, music, strummy acoustic, him just kind of uh, humming along to the to the music, but also giving you some of that raspy higher end stuff through choruses and emotional moments. A um, couple tracks I do really like on this album or on the EP, "Crooked Teeth." um simple acoustic and claps it's got this like campfire song vibe to it um bits of like choral group singing on on the choruses um mostly lower range and level but like i said really cool lines really cool choruses i like this one a lot and then traveling man also another cool one it's got it like opens with this loud crying harmonica and then the harmonical and fiddle are kind of mixed in throughout the rest of the song um mostly slow choppy acoustic again Uh, pounding drums start picking up halfway through the track fill it out vocals are really clean really sweet I like this one a lot too Um, so like I said six tracks quiet heavy dreams check that one out Um, with that being said let's get into summertime blues cool so summertime blues comes out in
1: 2022 it's an EP but I think it's I mean it's like it's pretty much an album in terms of length
0: yeah it's nine tracks that's enough
1: yeah it's enough where it could be an album so Summertime Blues opens up with in Time, which is a cool song. Uh, it's good musically. Nothing crazy on the vocals, but still a, a relatable Zach Bryan song.
0: Yeah, totally. This is, um, I don't want to say very typical Zach Bryan, but it's its a lot of the same. Um, low mid-tempo track. Bit of this, like, tired feeling to it. Like, you hear it in his voice, you hear it in the music. Ready to just talking about ready to get home to his girl. Uh, plucky acoustic, soft fiddle, really picks up in the middle with the electric guitar a little bit, and then you get the first solo. So I want to, what I want to say about this album in particular is, it feels like the energy has been picked up here a little bit across the board, um, and you do get more of the electric guitar on this album or EP, call it, um, which is funny because like summertime blues, you would expect a, a, a kind of lower, sadder vibe to it, and you just certainly do get that on a lot of these tracks, um, but there are other tracks that are fairly energetic. And getting guitar, electric guitar, and even guitar solos in some of these tracks is unlike anything else you'll see in his catalog. Yeah, dude, him with the electric guitar works. They you should do it more. It's such a cool ad, man. It's it's not like he's out there ripping these, you know, Van Halen solos off, <laughs> but just like the fact that you're getting these at all, it's like when you get something out of the blue, right? It's like when you get the harmonica for me. It's like when you get the fiddle it's just not the normal and it's such a it's like a cool sound for that track it's, it's intentionally placed
1: yeah it's not like the foo fighters or like nirvana or like Sean or any of the rock bands we've covered on here where there's like you know heavy thrashing guitar it's just it's literally like there's a couple of tracks where it's just a couple notes of electric guitar but it sounds really good especially with his voice
0: yeah and there, there's even one or two tracks where like you almost don't hear electric guitar for the whole song and then all of a sudden it just pops in and hits and then twenty seconds later, it's gone again. But you had that moment. It, it's cool. Yeah, it's 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 just uh, it's nice. It's like I don't know. It's, it's a good like break up, uh, or like change of pace. <laughs>
1: it's like a good dip at a party. Like it's nice yeah. to have it. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not
0: necessarily the feature of the party, but you're
1: like, oh, what's that? Let me try some of that. And uh, this song in particular, he, Zach said on this song, he wrote it just about being on tour and wanting to get back home. Uh, you can take it, you know, just quit in time in, in terms of, like, your everyday 9 to 5. So, cool song. Definitely uh, one worth saving or listening to. After that is Motorcycle Drive-By, which is another fun-sounding song. I like the music on this song. Uh, it's another another good, good ad.
0: Totally agreed. Kind of up-tempo, full-sounding, kind of fun country song here. Um, again, with the electric guitar, he's hitting these clean electric licks all the way throughout. Uh, whooshy drums, upper level vocals, got the tempo to it, really dragging out the ends of lines on some of these, uh, lines throughout here. This is a good song too.
1: Yeah. So about this one, he did get in a motorcycle accident in 2022, nothing too serious, but I think that's, or at least part,
0: yeah, it's a little inspiration,
1: a little inspiration and the lyrics don't necessarily reflect like a motorcycle accident, but I, there was one part in the song that I think would reflect getting in an accident where he sings, Every day is so fleeting, and I've been trying to save it while I can. The look on her face, all these hot, humid days in the Boys in My Damn Band. So just thinking about like what you could have lost you know, had the accident been worse. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. So two for two here. The third track on the EP is the title track, Summertime Blues.
0: Yeah, and this is where the energy comes down a little bit. This is more your typical Zach Bryan kind of sound. Low and slow, soft, strummy, acoustic with these like loud, clean electrical notes kind of picked in here and there. And then you get bits of banjo, too. It's kind of like you got to listen, but there's bits of banjo throughout. Um, This struck me as another, like, campfire kind of like sitting around the fire, just jangling around on the guitar type of song. Uh, 100%. Sad but sweet kind of vibe to it. I kind of like this one. I do, too. So he said on this song, he
1: came up with the bourbon line in the song, which the bourbon line is, I bought a bottle of the best bourbon a a beatdown boy could buy. I'm going to bury all my sorrow as the summertime passes by. So he said he came up with that line and then just wanted to pic- paint a picture of like the coastline in the summertime and how beautiful it was, which is a uh, uh, decent inspiration for the song. And it's, it's just funny because it's the rest of the song just sounds like he's singing about like summertime blues. And yeah. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily blend. Yeah. It's right, funny right. that he, ha- he comes up with one line. and He's like, oh, I'm going to write about this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Just going off that. Yeah, I do. I like this one, too, though. <laughs> yeah, this is really quality work of like of the lower energy tracks. I like this one a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. It's one of the better, like, yeah, slower ones. The slower ones, for sure. After that is Oklahoma Smoke Show, which Zach said on this one, this was just a fun song to write. And he kind of wrote it as, like, everyone, you know, the concept of growing up in a small town and nobody necessarily leaves. Not saying that, and he said, like, not saying that that's a bad thing, but that's kind of, like, the basis of what he wrote the song on.
0: Yeah, and we touched on a song like that that last week. I can't remember. It might have just been Oklahoma City
1: um yeah he's got like four or five oklahoma yeah,
0: yeah 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 um but yeah no this song's cool too and this is like you said fun song to write fun song to listen to mid-high energy mid-tempo you get this like they turn the reverb up so you get these kind of like electric or echoey electric guitars and echo echoey vocals um some of the sections are full and loud others are stripped and kind of lower energy on the mic from zach um uh, powerful vocals though in those like big sections another guitar solo here um this one's a little bit quicker but still something to note um i like this one a lot too yeah i don't like this as
1: much as the first three but i still like it and it is nice having that guitar in there absolutely so after oklahoma smoke show the next track is jamie which wasn't necessarily one of my favorites although i will say when i looked up the lyrics it was it was pretty interesting
0: yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I didn't sh- check into the lyrics at all, but uh, I didn't think this was anything crazy. It's mid-slow tempo, uh, quieter instruments with these like loud cries on the mic, uh, strummy low acoustic, bits of fiddle. Um, you got Charles and Zach both kind of crying out for their girls while they're on the road, just missing them. Um, it's a sweet track. I didn't think it was anything too crazy, though.
1: Yeah, so the lyrics, it's about someone who's, you know presumably someone named Jamie, whose lover has passed and... They end up driving drunk to the grave of, you know, their lover who passed away. And then the song ends with them getting shot by the cops. So Jesus, it's kind of uh, uh, I don't know. just Yeah, yeah. it does. No happy endings. Sad, here. eerie. It, you know, it's when I read the lyrics, I was like, oh, this is cooler than I thought. But it's still just not for me.
0: Yeah. Interesting story.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. Because there's a tombstone hidden in a place you don't visit where the love of his life was laid to rest. He'll make it there by dusk. That is where they'll draw their guns. Oh, Jamie, just like oh, damn, yeah. So after that is twenty so.
0: Yeah, I thought this was nice. Um, just kind of a pleasing song to listen to. Uh, fairly simple, low level, kind of plucky acoustic, sweet vocals. Um, really stretching his voice out, giving this like loving, pleading sound to it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, of the lower energy tracks, i like I'll, I'll take Summertime Blues.
1: Yeah, I would I would take Summertime Blues over this too. But this is a cool song. He's he's just kind of singing about you know living in your twenties and kind of I mean he's in his twenties, but you know the nostalgia yeah, yeah. of it yeah, and yeah. realizing like oh these are gonna be the days
0: right, right while you're in the days having a little bit of perspective.
1: Yeah. After that is Us Then, which is a good more upbeat song. Kind of remi- he's kind of reminiscing on a relationship throughout the song
0: right yeah i lost my notes here let me go back really quick um yeah up tempo great energy strummy clanging guitar all the way thick whooshy drums bits of like this quick but really like beautiful fiddle all the all the way through setting the stage um building up to this high level grovelly yelling into the mic mixed with sad wish like wishful lines um this is a really really nice song the just the the highs and the lows here um the 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 pain in his voice i like this one a lot
1: yeah the vocal work is top of the line for sure so after us then is matt and audi which is another one where it's not necessarily for me but the lyrics are he's telling a story with the lyrics but this is not like a a good replay value song in my opinion
0: yeah i like this one a lot too but i could i see what you're kind of saying here uh mid-tempo so simple acoustic strumming and fiddle choppy versus telling this like strange love story it's almost like a bonnie and clyde bit uh, yeah Where like these two people are out on the road and they're like robbing places trying to get by and um after a while they're kind of like i don't want to do this anymore like honey i'm gonna take care of you but like we ain't doing this shit anymore um same kind of thing in the mic as the last track uh really energetic in parts other parts are really low um really powerful i like this one a lot too
1: yeah, it's not really clear in the song if if it's literally like them committing crime, you know, like getting ready for a robbery, or if it's like a metaphor for them like taking drastic measures to kind of yeah. try and improve their situation and, and branch out and where they're at in their lives. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I mean lyrically it's cool. Music, I don't know the rest. Uh, it's it's not one that I'll really come back to though. Sure. After that is all the time, which is, uh, oh, I, I really like this song. This is one of it's a it's a sad song but it's i don't know it stands out to me on the ep
0: yeah another really nice track um i don't know necessarily i like there's just a lot of tracks on this ep that i like i think this is a really well put together project for him um but i do really like this one too (laughs) my first note here is if you listen to the just kind of strumming the beginning aside from the kind of like humming to it that you'll hear It sounds a little bit like the open to Zombie. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you listen, it's got that like Zombie kind of cadence to it. Um, But like the drums aren't really following that cadence, you know. Anyways, uh, that's just something I kind of picked up on as I was listening. But a little more pace than Zombie, though. So like kind of let's call it mid, mid mid-high tempo. Um, Opens up slower and then into the chorus kind of focal more focus on the vocals. Uh, Like, you know, the instruments kind of back up a little bit um clean pleading lines loud plucky guitar on top of this like uh general strumming really great ad here fills it up another just really nice song
1: yeah i do like this one a lot lyrically where he sings love is patient love is kind should not make you lose your mind there's got to be more to this than being pissed off all the time i like like his voice when he says that you can just feel the emotion in it yeah and yeah the first verse and am I the s- still the same kid you fell for when you were young? How come every song I sing you say has already been sung? And I feel like a nuisance in my own damn mind. When I speak, you say it's too much. When I scream, you say I've lost my mind. So yeah, song about a a toxic kind of relationship. And yeah, I mean the EP as a whole, I think is it's it's a good solid project. Really,
0: really nice work here.
1: Especially like it, it does pick it up musically.
0: Yeah, and it gives you something a little something different. Yeah, that's what I've noticed on a lot of these projects is. Aside from Deanne Elizabeth being so similar, to, uh, I feel like every project sounds a little different. Even considering that, that American Heartbreak is 30, 34 tracks, um, and then the Zach Bryan self-titled is 17, you, know, you can get a lot of different sounds inside of its album, but I still think each project has a little bit of a different sound to it, aside from the first two.
1: Yeah, and it's cool again considering that he's only been doing this for a handful of years. Right, right, yeah, like obviously. His yeah. discography is like it's like 5 years, 100 plus songs. Yeah,
0: yeah, he came out swinging. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 100%. So, do you want to move to the
0: self-titled album? Um quickly before we go to self-titled because self titled comes out in 2023 and then he's got an EP that comes out in 2023. I just want to touch on something he did, something else he did in 2022, which was his live album. Oh, right, Um, right, right. Yeah, and so we didn't, I didn't take any notes on it. It's, you know, it's all the same songs he's played so far to this point. But uh, it's a cool listen. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to any of it. Um, He just sounds incredible live. From what I could tell, you know, just listening to the first seven, eight tracks. uh, Really giving it, like, more of that raspy, like, kind of fucked up sound to it. Um, Good crowd work, man. And he's playing this cool show where, like, He's out at Red Rocks, which is already kind of an iconic venue to play, um, in, like, November or December. It's snowing. It's, like, 20 degrees. And he keeps mentioning it throughout the show. He's like, yeah, it's cold as fuck out here, guys. <laughs> um, but just, like, imagining myself standing out at Red Rocks with, like, let's call it a medium snow coming down and seeing an artist that I, I really liked, You know, it's not – it doesn't have to necessarily be Zach Bryan. But I'm just talking about the moment as, you know, in general – that's such a cool fucking show to be at, man. And then to find out that, that turned into the live album is really, really cool.
1: That's epic. Yeah. Red Rocks is for sure on, like, the bucket list. You yeah. see a wh- concert there.
0: What a fucking venue, man. Holy shit. And I don't, you know, I was thinking about it. The the logistics of performing in snow has got to be crazy, too. But. Well, not especially when it's cold. Like, I mean, for me, at least even when it's cold, like here. I don't want to do shit outside.
1: Well, and not only that, but, like, playing guitar, like, I have bad circulation as it is, but, like, if it's super cold, like, I can't imagine, because for half of it, it's probably him just up there with his acoustic guitar, no?
0: Uh, you know, the, the songs I listen to are a lot more of the band tracks. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's him on acoustic on every on every song, and I would say on, like, maybe the fourth or fifth track, he says something, he's like, hey, guys, sorry if the guitar's shit here, uh, you know, it's, it's cold.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is crazy, but he played for, like, a little over an hour and a half, man you know and the first track on this album is actually the opener it's this charlie uh wesley something something i think we talked about it on the last album maybe ep uh where is it yeah charlie wesley godwin um he's the opener and he opens with country roads just to kind of get the crowd going oh cool um which is kind of cool um So, yeah, I don't know. If if you like Zach Bryan, give this a listen for sure, because it's a fantastic listen. Yeah,
1: I I told myself I got the presale code for his tickets for Ford Field for next June. And then I was at work and I just missed like the the email that the presale went live. So I checked like two days later when it was just the regular price and it was already up to like two, three hundred bucks. I was like,
0: well, I'm not (laughs) going to that. Well, let's touch on that, too, because I think that's a funny point. I want to have a longer discussion about this later at some point, but. The, the live album is titled, All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster, which has kind of become his, like, self-appointed motto, let's call it. He, I guess, let's say in 2021, kind of publicly on Twitter started dogging Ticketmaster for their, like, shitty fees and uh, monopolistic practices, let's say.
1: Well, and letting people scalp the tickets. like Because you, you, you can essentially buy, like, a dozen tickets with a roll. You can invest, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, so there's a, there's a lot of reasons to not like Ticketmaster, and again, we will have a longer conversation about that at some point. Uh, but it's kind of become his own self-appointed moniker, and the uh, the album is titled "All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster." Um, ironically, and so previous to, I want to say like sometime middle of last year, I think it was so 2022, he started um, he started using Ticketmaster, uh, because before that he only sold his tickets through this site called Access. Okay. Uh, which is like a Ticketmaster competitor, but obviously to no, you know, much smaller scale. Less evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just came to the point where, like, the app wasn't nearly as, like, user-friendly and uh, it was just kind of a pain in the ass for people to get it through Access only. So now he's using, like, basically four or five different ticketing uh, services to to sell his tickets. Um, which Ticketmaster doesn't love. They're very that's that's part of the reason as we'll get into that uh, a lot of people are pissed off at Ticketmaster is because a lot of times when you sign a deal um, to play uh, most venues if you're a big artist um, you have to do like exclusive exclusive ticketing through Ticketmaster or they won't book you for like high-end venues Um, now I I don't know I don't know if that's like published because that's definitely a monopolistic monopolistic practice but that's what people have been hinting at
1: I know we're going to do a longer episode on this, but Taylor Swift should use her powers to fuck over Ticketmaster. She she should band together with, like, Beyonce and Rihanna and get Jay-Z and Eminem and Drake in there. Or, you know, get, like, ten of, like, the biggest all-stars in music and get them all to boycott Ticketmaster.
0: You know what the thing is, though, is they're such big artists that they're in on it. They're all in on it. (laughs) I know. You know, when you're Zach Bryan, you know, Ticketmaster might not treat you as nicely as they treat Rihanna. Um, but, yeah, like, the biggest artists are all in on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, well, you know, we're, we're just getting sidetracked here. But at, at, at the end of the day, like, Ticketmaster, they shouldn't be allowed to charge so much for their fees.
0: They shouldn't be allowed to charge so much for their fees. I
1: don't have a problem with Ticketmaster. I have a problem with how much they make off of everyone.
0: Yeah. And there's got to be a, there's got to be a better bot prevention system than what they have.
1: Yeah. Like you just can't, at the end of the day, like you just can't buy more than, you know, four or six tickets or whatever. And you can't do it with multiple bots coming from, you know, well, I know they'd probably mix up IP addresses, but uh, yeah, there, there has to be better prevention.
0: Sure. Um, so that's all I'm going to say on Ticketmaster for now. we got to do a full um, episode on that. Yeah. We'll do a full episode on that. It's a, it's a, baffling and and super interesting at some topic.
1: point in the next like three months
0: yeah yeah for sure that'll be a good winner episode yeah um anyways so yeah that was all my homies hate Ticketmaster, which leads us into self-titled zach bryan yeah so this album opens
1: with a poem which is cool it's, it's different it, he opens it with fear and friday's poem and there's also fear and friday's song which is a couple of tracks later in the album
0: yeah I think it's an interesting like track to open. So like, Shine Down did this actually, and I could, there could if I think about it, I could probably think of a couple others. But on us and them, us and them opens with a poem. Um, so this this poem it's not too long; it's like an hour, a minute and a half, and he's got a little bit of like slow kind of churning uh, acoustic guitar underneath. There's just like a strum every like fifteen yeah. seconds. Yeah, random chops. Um, and the gist of the poem is like, y- you don't, you don't get out like. The enjoyment you get out of going out on Friday nights, having fun, partying, it's not, like, self-fulfilling. It's its not, like, a – it's not stu- substantive, let me say. Um, and so it's got this element of, like, like what are you doing? Um, and it's kind of, like, a – it's just, like, an open-ended thought. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, so the poem closes with, and I think Fear and Friday has got an awful lot in common. They're overdone and glorified and always leave you wanting. Which I think is a very, very real and and hard-hitting line. I mean, I know, you know, there's times in my life where it just like, you know, you just feel like you're living for the weekend.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we've all been there. I mean, nobody knows how to have fun like I do. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, which is is funny, uh, kind of in conjunction with a a group we're going to talk about in a few weeks now, I guess, so three weeks down the line, which is the Struts, who are the epitome of fuck around, go out, have fun, live it up, that's that's their whole mo so it's just an interesting conjunction with with an artist we're going to be talking about soon but yeah interesting way to open this album for sure
1: definitely so the second track on the album is overtime which you know it's funny in the first like three seconds of this song there's like you can hear like notes of the national anthem
0: i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay yeah which i think this is a good song it might need a little bit more musically but i still like it
0: yeah i I think it's I think it's the, just the bass. It's the guitars and the drums that just need to pick it up a little here. Because you get, like, these cool bits of horn that mix in, and I think those are, like, awesome. Those little bits you get rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need, you need the rest of the band to fill up the sound a little bit. Other than that, up-tempo. Uh, you get these twangy, low guitars and thumping kind of quiet drums, mostly lower-level vocals, sad-ish vibe. Um, overall, I was left a little underwhelmed, but still fine track.
1: Yeah, he's got a couple lines in here that I thought were powerful. He sings, I lost my family to a bad disease. I got a mean, mean gene in my family tree that grows in grandfather and his daughters and me, you see. Well, I don't know if he's talking about like, you know, struggling with alcohol or substances or like literally disease. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I thought that was a I thought I, I really liked that little.
0: I'd venture to say set. that's that's a, a nod to his alcoholism or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So after overtime, we get summertime's
0: close summertime's close simple strip track and this is a lot of this album most of this album is back to basics there's a track here and a track there that'll you know fill you up and make you feel good but overall this is right back to the simple kind of stripped down version of the last few projects let's say um and that's what you're getting here zach kind of up and down on his level mostly lower range um fairly clean vocals this time Slow, summy, strummy acoustic and this, like, tired, whiny harmonica. Another nice listen.
1: Yeah, it's a good love song. Again, I like it lyrically. It needs more musically. Yeah. The next song, I think, is the first, like, well-rounded track where I like both the lyrics and the musics. Did I say musics? I meant music.
0: That's like, uh, you ever hear British people say maths? <laughs> no. Talk about maths. they'll say maths anyways
1: anyway, it's been a long day but uh yeah so the next track is east side of sorrow
0: yeah i didn't like this one as much as you i i I understand your point about the lyrics but again the music just left me a little bit hanging um i got this like landslide vibe from it um like the plucky guitar kind of in the lower level um twangy kind of lower level most vocals mostly um musically i i didn't i wasn't impressed um but it's still a nice listen, and and I'll let you get in the lyrics a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I, the chorus is really catching this. In the first verse he kind of sings about joining the military, you know, right out of, right out of becoming a man, like at eighteen, joining the military. The second verse he sings about losing his mom, which I thought was powerful. And then, uh, at the end of the second street, or sorry, at the end of the second verse, he sings. Doctor said he did all he could. You were the last thing I had that was good. So I walked miles on Tulsa streets. Light started beaming in from the east. 6 a.m. and fucked up again, asking God where the hell he'd been. And then it goes into the chorus, which is, he said the sun's going to rise tomorrow, somewhere on the east side of sorrow. You better pack your bags west, stick out your chest, and then hit the road. And then the chorus closes with, don't give it a reason to fall. Let it be, then let it go. So it's, you know, it's just trying to be optimistic, even when life serves you a big plate of, you know, should, crap. Yeah. He also has a line in here where he sings, I heard Turnpikes Back Together and they're writing songs, which is cool. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. So <laughs> their album, A Cat in the Rain, dropped the same day as this album.
0: No shit. Yeah.
1: So it's cool that he had that nod in there.
0: Yeah. yeah I like that. I yeah. mean, they're both Oklahoma groups. That makes sense.
1: Well, and, and uh, Zach was, he said he was always a big fan of their work, too.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. like that. Don't they have a song, Zach Bryan? Am I forgetting I that? don't think so. Uh, I'd have to look back. That would be a cool collab. Yeah, Yeah, yeah I think they do. They might. I'd have to look back. Anyways, uh, yeah, cool track. I don't know. Moving on.
1: Yeah. So after that is Hey Driver, which first couple of listens I was kind of undecided on whether or not I like this song. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. I don't. I don't know. How do you feel about this one?
0: Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get for this whole album. I gave it a couple of listens, and I think it's just if I gave it a couple more, it would grow on me a little bit. Um, this song in particular. I I didn't love it. I didn't think Warren Treaty treated it anything. <laughs> and there's a there's another track in this album that I'm baffled by the feature.
1: Oh, you
0: know what's funny? I like I like that song that, that you don't. Yeah. And uh there's another song, a single that I'll talk about at the end that I'm baffled by the feature. You don't
1: like the one with the Lumineers, do you?
0: That's another one, but that's not the one I was thinking Oh, of. okay. All right, all right. Uh, no. But anyways, yeah, it's slow and simple here. Quiet, strummy, acoustic and piano, low, sad vocals. Um, you get these, like, full choruses with the group singing. So you, you got War and Treaty, which I don't know much about them, but um, for most of the track, it's, like, Zach and this other guy, and then these choruses fill up with, like, a group, group singing. Um, I don't know. It's just not for me, man.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's fine. Like I said, the first couple times I listened to it, I was like, I don't really like this one, even though it's, it was one of the top – 10 most streamed on spotify but i mean i guess this is his most yeah, yeah yeah 100
0: oh i was well you're talking about that i was looking through his like top 20 top 30 songs earlier i'm like like who the fuck is rating these songs
1: well i i think zach bryan's in the same vein as almost led zeppelin to a point where when i was looking up lyrics for the songs there's so many where it would be on reddit and someone would be like oh like what do you think of this song and someone would be like this is the best zach bryan song like <laughs> i've literally listened to this a thousand times like it brings me to tears every time I listen, but for like, you know, most of the songs, which was the same as Zeppelin.
0: Let's let's mark that down. The joy just compared Zach Bryan to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> we'll just keep that in the notes.
1: Well, dude, those are the two artists that come to mind where it would just be like uh, just a random song. And someone yeah, be like, dude, this, I know what you this mean. This is it. This is it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Follows that up with the song Fear and Fridays. Um, and this is a fuller track, full band, mid tempo, mid level um got bits of harmonica that sound really really nice churning electric guitar setting a pace with the drums um chorus so like they they, again they're in this mid-level through most of the verses the chorus could go a little bit harder and this song would fucking rock because it raises a little if they could just raise it a little bit more um because i feel like zach's voice raises fine and he's doing great work but the band just needs to get after it a little bit um but i love the like (laughs) <laughs> they come out of the chorus and then all of a sudden the band like fills out the harmonica's cr- like wailing away um core the chorus is kind of like hollering and like just fucking around like you hear boys just like, like shooting the shit it, it's a really cool way out of the choruses um but yeah the chorus could do a little bit more for me other than the, otherwise nice track here
1: yeah i like this track as well the song's about feeling, feeling uncertainty and he sings i gotta fear dear that it's gonna end once you get angry at me, say you love me again. I got a fear, dear, that it's a Friday spark. You only love me like you mean it when it's after dark. Hmm. So, uh, cool song. Yeah. After that is Ticking, which is a decent love song that, again, I feel like I could just use a little bit more musically.
0: Totally. Low and slow kind of ballady. Um There's an acoustic guitar playing, but it more or less feels like he's just kind of like, either tuning it or trying to like figure something out as like the song's going on uh which is kind of a wild bit um Fiddle, really nice ad here gives us like this secure kind of like rising feel to it um but also not boisterous because um, you you do get a, a sense of like um let's call it like self um i don't know it, it just it's not like puffing your chest and like getting up there it's it's coming up from from a bad thing um i described that so horribly (laughs) bear with me oh you're good you're good but uh really nice track here too
1: yeah i think maybe we're trying to say he's just he's self-reflecting in this song
0: yeah kind of like that yeah
1: yeah because i think he's singing about like and one of the lines in the song is but i'm too young to even know myself where he's kind of like he's going back and forth with himself but you know he's like judging himself and he's like man i you know i'm still too young in my life so yeah,
0: a lot of self-reflection and self-deprecating was the word I was looking for.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so after ticking is Holy Roller which is uh I'll call it average Zach Standard Zach Bryan song.
0: Yeah, and this is featuring Sierra Ferrell. Um this is not the one I was talking about. I actually think her voice is a perfect like foil for his voice cuz he's got this kind of like Especially in this song, a bit, bit of a deeper, fuller, thicker sound to him. And she's got this very, like, airy, light, soft voice, which is a really nice compliment. Um, and for most of the track, they're singing on top of each other. Mid-tempo, mid-low energy, um, soft, like, choppy guitar, uh, quiet drums. Um, then you get this, like, high-tuned guitar that, like, plucks notes in on top uh, kind of slowly, adds depth. It's really nice. I think it's a really nice track.
1: Yeah, I do like the way that her voice is on top of his. I think that does make the it song adds. a lot better. And, yeah, I, I ain't never been a holy roller, but I found God in your eyes. That's the essence of the song. Um, yeah. But, yeah, for me, it's just it's a good standard, Zach Bryan. Sure. Next up is Jake's Piano.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this one. Um, it's kind of a strip piano track. There's really barely any music to it for, like, the first half. Um You hear this like piano, standard piano, and this like wobbly church kind of keyboard. The the vocals are low and slow. Drums pick up, and then the vocals are, you know, picking up and picking up and pick. It kind of crescendos at the end. Um, it's, It's like a five and a half minute track, and it loses me halfway through.
1: Yeah, lyrically, this one I think it's it's better lyrically. He sings at the beginning of the song, "I finally quit smoking cigarettes, and I don't go downtown and drink until it's dawn." The best parts of you are here, but you're still gone. So that was like the intro of the song. And then in the second verse, he sings, you said I was a perfect gentleman. You used to hold me by gentle hands. These ain't the hopeful hands you h- held before. And I've been drinking so much lately. It seems a damn d- like a damn double blade because when I'm drunk, I dream you're dancing down the shore. And uh, I don't know. I went looking in the lyrics on, on Reddit and some people were saying, like, there's a ton of different interpretations on this song where uh, some people were saying it's like two different outcomes of someone after they lost someone and kind of yeah. how they handled it. Yeah. Some people were saying that it's about uh, his mom. Some people were saying it's just a, uh, one of his
0: exes, like a breakup song. Uh, those last two are pretty good guesses for any any catch-all.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like the first one where it's the two different outcomes. For yeah. Someone that
0: Which is interesting because the longer title of this track is Jake's Piano-Long Dash Island. Uh, right, right, right. So there's some duality to this track.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm with you I'm with you musically, like it didn't do much for me. Lyrically, it was a little bit cool, but, again, I'm not going to, outside of researching it for Zero the podcast, replay of I'm not going to go back and listen to it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Follows that up with El Dorado, and I kind of like this one a lot. Uh, mid-tempo, mid-high energy, versus in this mid-range across the board, musically, vocally, uh, but then there's, like, these cool electric guitar licks that, again, you don't hear the electric for at all, And then all of a sudden, it just kicks in with a lick here. Kicks in with a lick there. It's really cool. Um, Fiddle just kind of humming along all the way through. Zach, so this music doesn't, like, ever get too high. And I think Zach throttles himself nicely to to stay in the range of the music here. I don't know. Normally, I I would feel myself probably asking for a little bit more. But it just feels like it matches up well. And then you get another guitar solo at the end of this one, which is also cool. Um, Like this a lot.
1: Yeah, so I, I like the solo, too. This is actually pronounced El Dorado. Oh, okay. So El Dorado is a town in Kansas, and it is pronounced that way as opposed to El Dorado. Yeah. And uh, I guess in the demo for this song, he pronounced it the traditional way. Sure. And then he changed it later after people from Kansas <laughs> or someone, someone from Kansas is like, no, 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 no. Like, it's, <laughs> it's El Dorado.
0: Brother. Okay.
1: Yeah, and uh, the song, it's it's qu- kind of cool. It sounds like a friend that he had in the military or someone that he knew from the military where he, you know, he's singing, did you ever make it back to El Dorado? I'd call and ask, but hell if I know if I still got your number or if you care. And later on in the song, to El Dorado, hell if I know if you're still alive. There's a note in the glove box of your drive. El Dorado, hell if I know the difference in a hero and a man I wish was still by my side. So I think it's someone that he knew in the military that ended up passing away. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. I think makes makes the song a little bit cool more meaningful too. Got that personal touch yeah yeah this one is one of the one of my favorites off the album
0: for sure it's a cool track
1: after that is i remember everything featuring casey musgrave or musgraves
0: yeah and this is the first of two tracks i was talking about earlier where i don't understand the feature at all you don't like this one
1: you don't like the feature not really Wow!
0: I just I don't think her voice is that crazy. I think she has like a nice it's a nice sounding voice, but I don't think she does anything wild with it on this track. And furthermore, much like I mentioned about the the song Holy Roller, her voice is more similar to his voice. You know, obviously, guy girl, but it, it's not like a good like back and forth. It's just two country singers up there, and I, I don't I don't know how she fits into this track. Um. Other than that, you're getting highs and high highs, low lows with the energy. Very sad vibe throughout. Quiet, stormy guitar, uh, mostly dejected kind of sound vocals. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of this track.
1: Well, I I think it works because the first verse, Zach Bryan is singing about, you know, like what he's doing to mess up a relationship. And then the second verse, Casey's kind of addressing some of the stuff that Zach was saying. They wrote the song together. So I think, you know, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often where, like, someone will sing the first verse and then someone else addresses what the first verse was singing.
0: I'll just say it's it's no photograph, Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess if that's your bar for.
0: Well, I mean, okay, l- let's just think about it for a second. You know the song, yeah? Uh, fo- photograph, sure, Kid, Rock, Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow? Yeah. I think that's so much better than this song, and I think they're in a similar group.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're for sure in a similar group. I, I like the song, though. Okay. I think this is this
0: is one of his, like, biggest songs. I guess I just, I, I wanted her to, like, flex a little. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say about features that we're going to talk about a few more times today. You bring, a, you bring a, a, a more popular artist on as a feature for a reason, and that is because you deeply respect their craft. And when they come on and they don't they don't flex for whatever little time they get on your track. What the fuck did you bring them on for? You sound like he's bringing
1: on like Kendrick Lamar on the track.
0: (laughs) I I don't think Casey Musgraves is some like some up and comer off Nashville's corners. You know, she's pretty big. She's pretty big. Um, You know, the Lumineers are the same thing. The other one I'm going to talk about later. She's maybe not as pop, maybe not as popular, but maybe I'm just not aware of her popularity. Same kind of thing. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed. But what it reminds me of, last thing, last thing, it reminds me of Hunting Party when they brought on Tom Morello. It's the same fucking thing. Zach Ryan brings on Tom Morello on the next EP. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, you
1: didn't know that? No, that
0: rocks. That fucking rocks. But it's You're uh, fucking with me.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. It's on, He's on Boys of Faith.
0: No way.
1: I was going to say something to mess with you, but I, I, after you call it out, I won't say it. Yeah, I saw that shit-eating
0: <laughs> <cheeky> grin. <laughs> All right. Anyways,
1: yeah. So the next song is Tourniquet, which is uh, again, it's all right. You know, it's got some piano, it's got a few electric guitar notes. I just wish it had a little bit more.
0: Yeah, you hit exactly the notes I had here. It just, it's good, but it just doesn't quite hit the spot.
1: Yeah, and the song itself is about a girl uh, bleeding emotional, emotionally, and Zach's kind of saying he could be the tourniquet for her, and you know, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. It's it's fine. It's good. It's I can fix her. But it's just like. Uh,
0: yeah, it's just not quite it.
1: It's just when you get like the flashes of. Yeah, like, you want more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: 100 percent. Um, So moving on from that track, another feature, Spotless featuring the Lumineers. And I don't know what the Lumineers had on this track either.
1: I like this song. I think that's I I don't know. I, I just disagree with you. I.
0: OK, let's talk about it. Wes Schultz gets a couple lines on the mic.
1: I think it's more than a couple lines. They yeah. go back and forth for one of the verses, and he's got his own verse, which is like, I don't know, it's three a, or four it's lines. A, yeah, it's a
0: few stanzas. Um, if you want to say they added the piano, I would say the piano is a little bit different than his typical pianist. Pianist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's more in the Lumineer style than than is usual, but um, I didn't think Wes Schultz did anything crazy on the mic and i was underwhelmed by their performance here other than that uh mid-tempo mid-energy stormy acoustic uh, piano obviously um the vocals really don't get out of the low range much for this track i wasn't a fan
1: again i think sometimes the feature is more about just them writing the song together
0: yeah yeah that's probably it
1: i mean for this song too they're, they're singing you know i ain't spotless neither is you for once in my life i'm gonna see it through if you want spotless i'll always lose i don't want love lover i want the truth so just you know saying hey i'm not perfect in a relationship
0: but i'm trying yeah
1: and I, I don't know i like the back and forth in the song where zach will sing a song uh, line and then uh wes will sing one and then zach and then wes i i the back and forth always plays for me
0: maybe i'll have to give this uh, I'm, I'm probably going to give this album another listen just out of my own uh for my own sake because i feel like there's a lot of tracks here that i'm maybe just missing the point on
1: I don't know. And there, there's another line I like where he sings, people die a thousand times to get who, to who they are, which I thought was really cool.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. That's that's actually, that's a deep thought. Huh. Yeah.
1: But man, I, I don't know. I like this feature a lot. Okay. So much so that I'm making us do the Lumineers in a couple of weeks.
0: Oh, can't wait. Um, <laughs> Awesome. All right. Follows that up with Tradesman. Um, and this is another one. It just doesn't quite hit. Uh, Mid-tempo, up and down level, kind of like this like pounding drum and piercing long guitar notes throughout. Um, vocals rise and fall cleanly i just i just need something else here i don't
1: know i'm with you man i had the same note needs more musically lyrically it's it's fine it's you know they're using tradesman as a metaphor for different ways to live your life and it, it's it's fine it's just not a lot of replay value for me
0: yeah it feels like there's a few like just toss-ons on this album you know like just like which is weird when you have a 16, 17-song album to just, like, need toss-ons. Like, you don't have to make a 16, 17-song album.
1: I mean, he made a 34-song album.
0: Yeah, but I didn't feel like there was... You know what's crazy? I didn't feel like there was as many toss-ons on American Heartbreak as I do on this album. And that's double the length. I. You know what it might be is that
1: the first two albums or projects were so, like, just cut and dry with the guitar and his voice. Yeah. And then you get a little bit more with American Heartbreak, and then uh, Summertime Blues really picks it up where you get a lot more musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, all right, we get this. And then even Boys of Faith, I think, does a great job in adding different elements of music in there, too. So it's just kind of, it's sandwiched in between two EPs that do a lot more musically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right about that. Maybe I'll, I'll take that into consideration as I give it another listen
1: yeah again, again it's not bad I, he's still he's a fantastic songwriter he's a fantastic with his vocal work yeah it's just it just could use a little bit more yeah basically. leaves a
0: little to be desired all right two more tracks here uh next track smaller acts this is stripped acoustic kind of echoey vocals like it almost sounds like he's like uh either live or like like recording this on an iphone or something <laughs> i don't know quite how to put it but uh low stormy acoustic, um, kind of it's kind of a cool effect that like echoey live sound to it. Uh, campfire, another campfire type of track here. Uh, I think this one's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, he definitely wrote this for a girl, or you know, I don't know if it's current girlfriend or ex, but you know, a girl who's satisfied with smaller acts. She's not sati- You know, sure. she's not going for the Gucci bag. Yeah, yeah, she's satisfied with just, yeah, yeah, S- simple pleasures. But I'm with you. This one, it did sound like. Just like it wasn't
0: produced at all. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he got and they like, uh, I don't know, like the like the microphone was like far away or something. That's what it sounds like, you know, which is funny because his
1: first two albums weren't produced at all. And they still sound like (laughs) (laughs) like this one still sounds less produced than those.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know what happened here, but something happened. Yeah. Could use a remaster. (laughs) All right. uh, Last track on the album. Oklahoma son, as in uh, son of a father um another stripped acoustic track here yeah throughout here you'll hear his voice it sounds angry it sounds distraught in parts other parts are very like decidedly sure of his fate more like uh you know solid sounding um nice listen i don't know about the replay value
1: yeah this is a song about his longing for oklahoma which is you know where he kind of grew up when he was a kid and I, i like this i think it's a good it's a good it sounds like it's personal to him it's a it's a good closer for an album right it's like yeah, I think it is, too. It's like, hey, at the end of the day, I'm on tour. I know eventually I want to get back here. And then, yeah. like you said, he's kind of having like some inner tur- turmoil, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a fine closer.
0: I do, too. Yeah, 100%. That's all I got there.
1: Cool. So with that, let's get into Boys of Faith, his most recent project. It's a five-song EP. came out earlier this year.
0: Yeah, so this guy's done what? Two albums? No. One album, three, two or three EPs in the last year? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking music, man. We already mentioned it, but wow, it's a lot of music. Plus, a, a, a smattering of singles. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a lot of work. Just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. Um, six tracks here. Jordan Pool. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it. You get you get more of that band uh, diversity, fullness here. Um, a little bit back to the stuff we're enjoying more, let's say.
1: Yeah, the first track on this EP is one of my all time Zach Bryan favorites,
0: Nine Ball. I have been debating like throughout this episode, I've been moving the song around in my rankings and we'll talk about it in a minute. But, yeah, this song's really, really cool. This
1: might be the best musically in this whole catalog. Oh, it's wow. certainly. It's, it's up there.
0: I'd have to think about that. But it's it's an interesting point. It's, it's catchy. Is, it's cool, man. It's catchy. I like the lyrics here, too. It's a fun like well, maybe not fun, but like it's an inter- interesting listen for sure. Um, and then it has got this like old timey country sound to it. It's cool. Um, mid-high tempo, uh, kind of mid-energy, strummy, kind of jangling acoustic chords, low fiddle with a whining harmonica wailing away in the back. Uh, Zach mostly in his mid-level with some raspy calls here and there, um, just kind of re- like reminiscing on on days past with his dad
1: um well yeah and he's singing that his you know his dad sitting in the corner betting on him to win pool games yeah. for him when he was you like know 12 a kid. or 13 <laughs> it's crazy yeah and uh yeah sitting in the corner with a six pack of corona i don't want to bet but my father wrote a check that i bet his ass can never cash he's betting on the eight ball landing in the sidewall cold-blooded killer if you ask but every yeah. night's but every night he needs me to land himself a red three corner pocket at 12 a.m but yeah this is just a a fun song it's catchy the lyrics it's a fun story the music is great this is this is what we need
0: yeah 100 yeah, percent. this song rocks uh it's great opener for this ep the harmonica's uh, fire yeah i i got no nothing i got nothing bad to say about this track
1: yeah after that the second track is sarah's place featuring noah khan
0: yeah um, and this is another fun one. Upbeat track, mid eye tempo, mid eye energy, popping drums and plucky higher tuned electric. Um I like Noah's voice. It doesn't, it's nothing like too out there, but I just it's a nice sound to it. Um just easy country listening. Um, yeah. I like this one.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one as well.
0: The song is kind of reminiscing
1: about someone that moved, although I did look this one up on Reddit too, and someone said this was also the name of a bar in Texas.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
1: So some of the lyrics, don't come back, lover. I'm proud you're under the skyline. We always knew you were the better half of our good times, which is a cool line. Those backyard lights don't shine as bright without your face out at Sarah's place.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I like that.
1: Yeah. So he's
0: two for two here again. 100%. I don't think he follows it up. I think this next track is lackluster. Uh, Boys of Faith featuring Bon Ivor. Never really been a fan of Bon Ivor. I maybe know one or two tracks, and I just think he's got this weird voice, and it doesn't Quite like pique my interest.
1: I'm w- I'm with you.
0: Yeah, I I don't think this is a good feature. um Other than that, sad, slow, low electric guitar and piano, soft drums. You get these like powerful, drawn out choruses, but you know softer in the verses. This one just ain't it.
1: Bon Iver or Bon Iver, or whatever it's pronounced. Sounds I like the name f- of like a villain, like a oh
0: yeah, like a Bond villain maybe, or, or like an Austin
1: Powers villain or something, <laughs> like something, something goofy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a strange name for sure.
1: Yeah, so I guess Zach's a big fan of his, so that's, you know, why he wanted to do the collab. That kind of makes sense. I, I don't mind. I actually think this is a decent song um, about, you know, just your friends being loyal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, lyrically, for sure.
1: I, I'll i put it this way. Well, I guess at the end of the day, I save this song.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably won't go back to it, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. After that is Deep Satin. Deep satin, mid tempo, but like great energy here. Simple strummy acoustic with bits of sax or some kind of some other kind of. It sounds like saxophone, but uh, could be any kind of horns. Uh, vocals up in this mid high to high level, raspy, powerful, pounding drums in a mid high tempo. I love this track. This is really really good work too.
1: Yeah, great vocal work. He's he's reminiscing of uh, an old lover, and mm-hmm. he's singing. Is there a chance you're thinking of me? Is that song stuck in your head? Friend of the, friend of the devil by the dead. So he's referencing a uh, Grateful Dead's uh, track from the '70s. Okay, okay, which is cool. He's just he's just kind of wondering how others perceive him. And uh, at the end of that verse, I was reading, he sings, "Or is it that just what your friends want me to be? If that's the case, then that's just what I'll be." Hmm. We talked about this on the uh, if she wants a cowboy. I was just about to episode. say
0: that. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. I'll just I'll just conform and whatever. It yeah. is what it is but uh, like you know tongue in cheek right interesting interesting point there and so I lied it's only five tracks, so this last track closes it out it's pain sweet pain um kind of got this like up tempo banjo and drums through here smooth kind of rye fiddle mixed in over the top very much like a traveler kind of western country type deal here um I like it it's not crazy i it's just nice it's a nice listen.
1: Yeah, I like the fiddle on here. It's it's the only song I didn't say from the EP, but it's still a decent song. Yeah, I hear you. I still think he did a good job with it. Yeah. And I still think, like, the EP as a whole is, even though it's only five songs, this is, it's cool to have it. It's a good
0: listen. Yeah, it's some interesting stuff in here, for sure.
1: Yeah. Like, if you're a Zach Bryan fan, you will for sure, like, there's a track or two. For You'll you be in interested here. in something. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you actually, it's it's interesting you say that now, because you kind of get a little bit of everything. Like, there's a bit of everything you're going to get from him, you know? You get... Boys of Faith, which is more his typical low stuff. Nine Ball is a little bit out there for him, but also, I like, like really though. cool track. Uh, Pain Sweet Pain is a little bit, m- like, he has some other travel kind of western songs like that. It's just a good mix, you know. Um, and it's cool that you get that mix on an EP. Like, it's only five tracks, so, like, if you don't like it, whatever. But um, you could get a little bit of everything in here.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he works with different producers or if like different producers produce his whole EP or album, but I like the sound of summertime blues and Boys of Faith. Is, and I like I, I like the first couple albums, even though even the slower stuff, but it's nice having something that's a little bit faster paced with a little bit more variety of musical instruments.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um before we get into Wrapping up, Zach Bryan, I just I want I want to put a question out there because it's interesting, because as far as I know, there's not a ton of artists like this. I guess may, uh turnpike doesn't even really sound like this either. You know, do you maybe not even preference, but like. Do you have any like thought about maybe like, is this where country music is going away from like the Luke Bryans and the the Luke Combs of the world and you're going to get more of this? Uh, would you be interested in more artists like this? Um, I don't know just thoughts on this on this type this style of country in general
1: do I think that's where country's going no do I like the style of it yes do would I like more artists like this absolutely
0: yeah because it's few and far between you're going to get guys like this right especially in the current country scene I think there's you know there <laughs> who am I to talk about it but I think there's a lot of talk about these like country music artists who you know grew up in let's call it southern cities um, and kind of just fake it till they make it um, and this is more of, let's, let's call it, you know, for argument's sake, authentic country. Um, uh, but it's also not like the, the poppy, you know, happy go lucky country either.
1: Yeah. I, I think you could put Turnpike in the same vein as you think Zach so. Ryan. Yeah. I it, don't know. It's different musically, but I think like at the end of the day, like Turnpike is, has a similar attitude of like, I'm just going to, we're just going to make the music that we like and sounds good to us. And we don't really care if we blow up or not. Yeah. And I, I, I think when you get someone that makes it big in country radio, like like Cole Swindell, for example, like as soon as he made it, like he's selling out with like the the classic country pop.
0: Yeah, 100 percent.
1: And then he's just rinsing and repeating that like any time, you know, I've heard heard a Cole Swindell song. Not that I go out seeking them, but I used to like him back in the day. And then it's like, oh, you just hear the, the same thing rinsed and repeated for the next 10 years. Yeah, just
0: mixed a little bit. Yeah, 100 percent. Totally agree. And you know something we mentioned here that was really interesting was the variety um and i'm excited to see his, his, you know more work he's going to do it's crazy to think he's in his late 20s and he's got all this time ahead of him and he's already got six seven projects
1: yeah he zach bryans he could be making music for the next 50 years
0: 100 percent. yeah and like that's the other thing as long as he doesn't get like like throat cancer or something crazy like there's no fear of him like losing his voice you know right which is cool um yeah i I could see myself listening to more of this, um, but I would be judicious, pi- like picky, let's say. Um, of this style? Of this style. Yeah, I just I just tend to like higher energy music more. Um, so this is a little bit of a, you know, it's not my typical go-to in any genre, whether it's pop, country, rap, rock. It just is what it is. Um, but it's certainly a good, like, change of pace for me.
1: Yeah, I think, like, there, th- you know, there's, like, Tyler Childers, Cole Wetzel, like there's other guys like Zach Bryan or that are you know making more authentic country style music, yeah. out there. And it, it maybe we'll do a couple of them when it, once it gets sure, nice sure, out. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. It'd be good good to go back. Uh, a couple of tracks I want to touch on that we didn't really talk about today, but I think are interesting because they're probably in his top 20 um, uh, by listens. Let's call it uh, "Heading South" single. Oh, we talked about that last. Did we? Year. Okay. Burn burn burn. Um I don't know. Didn't really stick out to me. Uh but it's a it's a slower, longer track. It's like four and a half minutes. Okay. Um he's got a track with Maggie Rogers. I like that one. Dawn's. Dawn's. Um this is another one. I I like this song. I do like this song. I'm disappointed with how Maggie was utilized for this track.
1: Maggie Rogers has one of the pr- I'll call it prettiest voices i've ever heard
0: i love her voice i think she has a really nice voice too and i i just wanted a little bit more like it just it felt like this is another longer song i think it's like four or three quarters or something Mm -hmm. and it just didn't feel like you got a whole lot of her like it felt like you could have replaced her with any studio like singer and you would have gotten almost the same value out of it you know
1: yeah i saved it but i definitely don't it's not one that like stands out to me
0: yeah and then uh the last one i wanted to just mention here was fifth of may um another slower track more in his typical range yeah um all right cool let's uh wrap it up there and get into set lists top tens and get on our way here sure do you want to start with top 10 this this is another artist yeah where yeah
1: no matter what list you post someone will just be like oh how'd you how'd you not include this song
0: yeah, and I have <laughs> done a lot of editing of this today, and I don't know I don't even know where I land at this point, but um, we're just going to give it a go and probably change our minds tomorrow. Uh, top 10 songs, 10 to 1. Uh, 10, Someday, Maggie's. 9, Nine Ball. 8, Crooked Teeth, which is off that uh, Quiet Heavy Dreams. 7, Poems in Closing Time. 6, November Air, also off Quiet Heavy Dreams. 5, Us Then. Four, traveling man. I believe that's also off Quiet Heavy Dreams. Uh three, open the gate, two, something in the orange, and one cold damn vampires.
1: <laughs> man, these are it's so funny how different these lists are gonna be. Oh yeah. Uh so ten to one here. I have spotless at ten. I combined codeine pills and anita off of Elizabeth. Okay. Those are the th- one of them was removed from, yeah, from Spotify. I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah. it was like part one and part two. So yeah, yeah. I combined it for yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Cool. And then I remember everything something in the orange revival she's all right letting someone go nine ball at three poems and closing time at two and then heading south at one
0: like it yeah i think i i think looking back on it I probably add a heading south in here somewhere but you know whatever fuck it
1: yeah again uh no matter what list you come up with there's He's got over a hundred songs in five years. Somebody's gonna just disagree yeah, with you. Yeah,
0: you, and and you mentioned it. There's a lot of there's a lot of really quality shit. Yeah, because
1: you you can like the slow stuff, you can like the faster stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a good variety.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Albums, let's call it seven for me, six for you. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah. didn't, I
1: didn't throw in the two EPs, but oh, okay. why don't you go well, and I'll just throw them in.
0: Sure. Yeah, pick and choose. Um. All right. And this is gonna this is gonna upset people because I believe Deanne and Elizabeth are pretty highly regarded. But I'm starting with Deanne and then going to Elizabeth, uh, 7, 6, 5. I have Boys of Faith, 4, Zach Bryan, and I think I'm actually going to switch that. I'm going to go 5, Zach Bryan, 4, Boys of Faith, 3, Summertime Blues, 2, Quiet Heavy Dreams, 1, American Heartbreak.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I don't have Quiet Heavy Dreams in mind. Our list are actually pretty similar. I have Sweet Deanne, then Elizabeth, then Self-Titled, then Summertime Blues, then Boys of Faith, and then American Heartbreak.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Definitely give that quiet heavy dreams a listen. It's only six tracks, um, really really nice stuff there. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, all right, concert set lists ready, set, go. Yeah, so for opener, I have Quentin
1: Time, which is a
0: Ooh, I like that. That's a
1: great song to open a concert. You, I like that. You know, that. you have a long day at work, a long week, and you hear Zach Bryan sing about, you know, just getting off the work grind. I like it. And then for the encore, I have Poems and Closing Time, which is a little bit more upbeat. And then something in the orange, so a little kind of slower song in the middle, and
0: then revival to close it out. I yeah, that's a that's a nice set list. And again, it's hard to say. I, I have a bit of a tough time putting this together. Just so that I don't fully, I'm not fully like immersed in the vibe yet. Like I don't quite get it, but I'm putting it together. Um, opener for me, Crooked Teeth again off Quiet Heavy Dreams. Um, it's good, like fun campfire kind of clap along feel to it. Uh, good opener here. Going in the Encore, I'm opening with Happy Instead, uh, another like fun, kind of upbeat, positive way to open the Encore. Uh, following that up with Us Then, and then closing it out with Something in the Orange. And Something in the Orange, I was tough, because, again, you could see that at the end of the set. Probably but do Hiding Self. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think it's a fine closer for the Encore as well. So
1: Yeah, Happy Instead is another good one.
0: Yeah, it's just good vibes, man. I don't know. I like having the good vibes because he's got so many sad songs that I think, like, you just want to open with good vibes, get the crowd into it a little bit, you know? I'm with you on that one. righty, guys. Um, so, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we got Three Days Grace coming up the next two weeks. And then the Struts, then Lumineers. And that brings us pretty close to Christmas time. Uh, we're gonna do a few album reviews in the middle probably
1: as soon as bring me the horizon drops there we'll mix it in
0: yeah yeah we'll have a couple album reviews mixed in throughout for the next few months um bringing alex on for the struts big fan very excited um so yeah uh that's what we got going on here um that's all we got today thanks for listening uh Follow us on socials: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Flip the Record. Uh, Spotify and Apple, like, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you on the next one.